The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball DFS today. I am Andrew Hansen, and it is the Monday slate here on March 9th, and I'm happy to be joined by Miles Hartley, my good friend up in the northwestern part of Canada. Miles, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Just, uh, you know, ramping up for my season-long playoffs here. Uh, made it into five of my eight leagues for the playoffs, so pretty happy with that. And uh, I actually got buys in four of those leagues, so... Um, pretty happy that is fantastic i'm I'm doing well um yeah i'm not as heavy into the season-long leagues but um but that's terrific are you are you able to take a half hour out of your your season-long focus and and transition to some dfs oh you know sometimes they go hand in hand uh the dfs (laughs) really helps you figure out which players to stream for the week sometimes so uh you know it, it all works out yeah it does and it Certainly overlaps overlaps well with the player props as well, and I'm glad we have you on today so we can get into those at the end of the show. And it's only a three-game slate, so this will be short and sweet, uh, but hopefully we can we can break it down for everyone. Do want to thank all of you for joining us here on Monday, and want to mention a promo code for mybookie.ag. As you probably know, they are our presenting sponsor. And if you go to their website and use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, you can get a 50% match on your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. So head on over there to make your plays in NBA, NCAA, PGA in full swing, MLB right around the corner. A lot of fun opportunities there. So use that promo code. And then our thanks to Hawaiian Owls Kona Coffee, our longtime sponsor, just finished up my second cup here as we are recording on Monday morning. Got my gold clip right next to my coffee cup. So all is well, and definitely go check them out on Amazon. Just search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. couple clicks, and you'll have some of that delicious coffee. All right, Miles. Well, let's get right into this three-game slate. And it's funny. The lines for each of these games are almost identical. The home team today is basically favored by between four and five points. And the over-unders are right in that 223 to 225 range. So it's going to be an extra challenge for us to really break these matchups down and figure out where we want to go. Because none of these games are really jumping off the page in terms of pace and, and spread and total. But let's start with the 730 Eastern tip. It's the Eastern Conference matchup between Charlotte and Atlanta. They played back in December, and it was 122-107. to 107. So it would have just gone over the total of 225. Atlanta won that one by 15 on the road. This one is in Atlanta. And Charlotte is 30th in pace, 29th in offensive efficiency. So not very strong offensively. But they do get to match up against Atlanta's 28th ranked defense hawks on the other side are fifth in pace but not very efficient they're 27th they also get that nice matchup with charlotte's 23rd ranked defense in terms of injuries we've got collins probable 
with a little thigh bruise. DeAndre Hunter is questionable with the knee. Jeff Teague is questionable with an illness. And Bembry is questionable as well. Not seeing any injury news on the Charlotte side. But what we need to do there is check for the starting lineups because they've really been rotating those bigs. But with all that being said, where do you want to start on this first tip-off of the night? Before I hop into that, I just wanted to ask you about your gold clip there. Does it bring you good luck? Oh, I think it does. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. And I certainly think that it does, which is about half the battle, so... Yeah, I keep them, you know, scattered around the house. And as you're gonna just, say, you must have a lot of good luck charms all over. I do. I am. I am somewhat superstitious. I'll admit it. <laughs> well, you know, I think that this it, it comes with the territory. Anything with the DFS and the and the uh, basketball game betting, it, I think it, it's all there. It's oh yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hopping back into this game, uh, I'm gonna start with the Charlotte side. Uh, I'm going to look at Devontae Graham, 6,400. Over the past five games, he's shooting the ball at a much higher rate of 45%, which may not sound that great, but, I mean, it's a big improvement to his season average of 38%. And uh, since he's uh, going against, you know, the third-ranked, like the worst third-ranked, I guess, at the bottom of the defense here, um, right? no reason why he can't, you know, continue the trend today. So I like him at 6,400. Uh, the other guy on this side of the ball I'm looking at is P.J. Washington, 5,600. Over the past six games, he's really gone after it, averaging 13 shots a game. And he's also had at least one three-pointer made in the last nine games, and uh, as many as five, which he had against the Spurs. And he's also grabbing a good amount of rebounds <coughs> and uh, adding in a few assists. So I like him here at 5,600, um, you know, going against a pretty uh, porous front court there. Um, I know that last time they played against this ball team, they didn't have um, John Collins on the floor, but I still uh, I still like him here. So that'll be one guy I'm looking at. And th- and the one question I have for you, Cody Martin at 4,500. Do you have any interest in him with uh, Malik Monk out of the picture? I know he's been getting a bit more run, but I wasn't really sure what to do with him. Lately, I have always had interest in Cody Martin. I, I really like his game. They're really trusting him more. He's getting more and more minutes. Last three games, he's had 34, 32, and 30 minutes. So, as you alluded to there, he has really stepped up with Malik Monk out of the lineup. So, um, I like that he's right at 4.5. You know, he hasn't pushed up higher than that. So, he's definitely in my player pool. And, again, this is a three-game slate. So, uh, we really got to break down each of these teams and look at their benches to get our value plays because they're just not – not that many teams to choose from. So I'm with you on Graham. Uh, I'm with you on PJ Washington. He's at three straight games over 32 fantasy points, which is nice when he's 5.6 on DraftKings. I mean, you're basically expecting 6x return. So I I love looking for guys like that uh, just based on the pricing and and based on their recent form. As I mentioned, Cody, Cody Martin will be my player pool. I'm also looking at Rozier. Uh, he's at 6.6, so really good price tag. And I do think you can play both of these Charlotte guards against Atlanta. Cody Zeller is 4.9. He's one other guy I've written down. Uh, but again, we really have to wait and see. They, yes, you have to they, wait and see on that news for sure. 
thankfully it's the first tip off of the night, so we'll have that news. But um, if you haven't been watching that closely, they've just been rotating it and giving Biombo or Zeller the night off. So uh, stay tuned on that one. And then I will mention uh, Jalen McDaniels 3.4. He's a guy I've been watching. He's not really trending in the right direction these last couple games. His minutes are diminishing a little bit. I guess P.J. Washington's been playing better. So I probably won't play him tonight, but he's the other guy I had written down. Over on the Atlanta side, Trey Young is the highest-priced player on this slate with Giannis being out. And I do like him here. When they played back in December, he went for 37 and nine. So one of those almost standard Trey Young strong games. Uh, but I'll have certainly a, a good amount of exposure to him. Definitely going to keep an eye on John Collins. Uh, I do expect him to play again. He's listed as probable. 9K price tag, a little bit pricey, and I, I would rather play Trey Young, but uh, I'm going to play around with some different builds, see if I can get both of those guys paired up together. And Hunter, he might be a guy that that I go to. He's 5.2 on DraftKings. Wish that were a little bit lower, um, but maybe we'll get low ownership with the questionable tag on him. I do like to play those small forward types against Charlotte. And then I do want to mention Deadman. He also didn't play in that first matchup against Charlotte. We like to attack Charlotte's bigs. But he's a little bit cold right now. Last game, he went one for 11, and he took seven three-pointers, but he missed all of them. So Yeah, I had him ran down as well. And I'm hoping with the third game back here that he's going to be feeling a bit better after that procedure he had. And I was glad to see that he played in the back-to-back. So that's a good sign. So I'm hoping that he might get to closer to that mid-20, high-20 mark for minutes today. Yeah, the last two games he's been 20 and 21. So that that is also a concern. I mean, it's a little bit strange as a starter. But exactly, if he can get over 24 minutes, um, you know, maybe people will overlook him because of that poor outing last time. But if he's going to shoot five or more three-pointers, you know, he could easily pay that off. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a guy I like, especially at that price tag. What do you think about the rest of the Hawks? So, yeah, I'm mostly waiting for news on that just because of uh, the questionable tags and uh, the Cam Reddish being out as well. Um, I don't mind some of them. I I, I like Kevin Herter a bit, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of that... Uh, questionable tag he has there with that uh, sore left groin because, you know, one wrong move and those sore left groins uh, become an issue and they're off the floor. So, I mean, I'm kind of wishy-washy on all those, you know, uh, ancillary pieces there. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. If Trey Young and John Collins, I mean, they're both just monsters on the floor. And I'm hoping that right now if Trey Young, you know, he had the illness last game there, so he didn't play the best. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, a few games removed from that, he'll have a bounce back game and I mean this is a great spot for him to do it so I agree with you on that call um, but yeah that's how I feel about the uh, Atlanta side just you know watch the news see what's happening and then adjust from there okay yeah and one more note on Cam Reddish he does have that O tag on DraftKings but that's because he 
left Saturday's game with lower limb cramping, as mm-hmm. they call it. So I, I am going to consider him questionable, questionable. but um, I'm not going to rule him out yet. So uh, another thing to keep an eye on, and you can follow the latest injury news at Hoopball Fantasy. And while we're at it, we might as well mention that you can f- you can follow Miles at M Y L E S six five six five, and you can find me at Language Olympic. All right, game two, Miles. The other two games tonight are both nine o'clock tips, and the first one we're going to break down is the marquee matchup of Milwaukee and Denver. It's on NBA TV. Unfortunately, we don't have Giannis. And the last time these two teams played, back in, what, January 31st. So end of January, it was in Milwaukee, and it was Greek Heritage Night. And that was the night that Giannis and his brother both started. But tonight, we probably won't see either one of them because Giannis is out. His brother doesn't usually play. So a bit of a different mix. In that one, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris also did not play. So a little bit of a switch with the matchups here. But interesting contrast in styles, sort of like the first game, as Milwaukee is number one in pace, Denver is 29th. They both have strong offenses. Milwaukee is second in efficiency. Denver is ninth. Of course, we've got that top defense for Milwaukee. They are number one, but not as strong with Giannis out. Add it all up, and we, we're at that 223 total again, and Denver's favored by five with Giannis out. So when you look at this matchup, where are you starting? Uh, probably going to start on the Denver side, uh, especially since, you know, home court advantage for them. Um, we like to target, you know, that because uh, they get a bit of an advantage because they're used to that high altitude. Um, so I'm looking at Nikola Joe Higgs at 9,500. Uh, last time I was against this team, he almost had a triple-double. He was one assist shy. And then with Giannis off the floor, that's like an average of 15 rebounds to go around. And I mean, with uh, the Joker standing at seven feet tall, I'm sure he'll get a few of those. I mean, you'd hope because all he pretty much has to do is raise his hands and he's, you know, almost touching the rim. So uh, I'm expecting him to get a few of those. <laughs> and then uh, the other guy I like is Will Barton at 6,000. Uh, he also performed admirably last time out against the Bucks. Uh, he netted 48 fantasy points. And um, at 1,000 less than Murray, I think I'll be pivoting to him a bit more here. Um, you did mention, though, last time that Murray and, uh, was it Harris, were out for the Correct. Nuggets? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he'll get the same kind of usage and run he did last time, but I still don't mind him at that price tag. Uh, he can definitely still get you that uh, 5x return. And then the other guy I do actually have interest in is that guy, one of the guys who was out, which is Gary Harris at 4,400. Uh, last four games, he's been playing well, although three of those did come against very poor defensive teams with the Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Charlotte Hornets. But, I mean, I still like the price tag, and I like the minutes he's been getting and just uh, his play of late. Uh, besides that, though, I don't have much more interest on this side of the ball. Um, I mean, sometimes in tournament plays, I would say you kind of have to just have Jamal Murray in your player pool, but he's just not a player I'm going to be targeting, but I mean, he is one of those guys who can kind of just, all of a sudden, he gets hot, and he's just hitting every three he throws up. Yeah, I'm with you completely on that breakdown. Um, Jokic is is right up there for me. 
as as one of the studs I want to pay for. Um, Barton, the next guy you mentioned, he's the one I have a hard circle drawn around. Uh, I, I like him in the matchup. I like how he's been playing recently. He, I mean, he had a bit of a lull there. He did. Where he, he wasn't doing too much, but I, I like the way he's trending. I, I, I noticed the same $1,000 discount compared to Murray. Um, I will note that Milwaukee is coming off a, a back-to-back, or was that last night when they played Phoenix? I believe it was. Uh, yes, it was. Okay. And the Phoenix guards really did well. Booker and Rubio both had big games. And if we got that backcourt a little bit tired, then I have a little bit more interest in Murray as well, even though you got to pay up for him. And then the one that one other guy I'll mention for the Nuggets is Michael Porter Jr. He's priced at 3.4 on DraftKings. And he has been in and out of the rotation. But he did play 16 minutes in their last game against Cleveland. And Coach Malone fired him up in this matchup before as Michael Porter Jr. went for 15 and 11 when they played Milwaukee. So for tournaments, I like him as a boomer bust guy that you can't really trust right now. But 3.4 on a three-game slate for Michael Porter Jr. is worth trying in at least one lineup, I think. I was going to ask, was in that last game they played, though, was Millsap also ruled out in that one? I want to say Millsap played against Cleveland. Oh, was that Cleveland? Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about the last time these guys played together. Oh, right. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, because you have 25 minutes in Milwaukee. I have a feeling that, that Paul Millsap may have been out. But got, You know what? I've got the box score here. Let me pull it right back up. And you are correct, sir. Jeremy yes. Grant started. Mr. Millsap did not play that night. Okay, so I'd, I'd be a little less fan just because with those three guys all playing, they're all just kind of divvying up the minutes, and that's why I'm just I'm not as hot on it. But I don't blame you because he is a great point per minute player. But just a little you know word of caution there. Yeah, in that game, that previous matchup, because Millsap was out, Michael Porter Jr. got 25 minutes. So I agree. I would not expect 25 minutes here, but if I even if I just get 16 minutes again from him, like the last game, I, I like the price tag. So um, I'll still play him, um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Like I said, in a tournament play, I I can't blame him for doing it. Um, yeah, again with Giannis out, they're, they're sort of one more man down defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's well, we'll see if it's Ilya Sova in the starting lineup again. Not that he's a big defensive stopper, but and not like uh, he got a lot of run last time either. Yeah. So over on that side, uh, that's true. Um, earlier in the season, Ilya Sova was a plug and play when Giannis was out, yes, starting, yes was. playing excellent ball. But in this game last night, he only got 15 minutes and he didn't even take a shot. Wow. He really he, wasn't doing much. Yeah. Um, so how about that? He's 4.6. Um, I mean, do you dare play him at all? I, 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 was a, I didn't have him written down. I just glanced at him and I was like, you know what? I'd rather go to Dante DiVincenzo at 200 more because they seem to be giving him a lot more run. Good point. Yeah, I agree. I've got Dante written down. 
As for the other guys that we always play when Giannis is out, Bledsoe and Middleton, I like their price tags. Bledsoe's only 5.7, which just yes. doesn't seem right. It's just because before Giannis went out, he was getting dialed back down a whole bunch, but I'm still surprised they didn't price him back up because, I mean, with Giannis out, you know they're going to be giving him the minutes now. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think he might be the guy that's most mispriced on this slate for, for DraftKings. So I got a hard circle around him as well. It is a back-to-back, but he really got back in the groove last night with Giannis out. He went for 28-3-7. and seven. And you can just see the difference because when, when these guys played before and Giannis was playing, Bledsoe went for 15-3-7. So just much more of an offensive focus with Giannis out of the lineup. Same thing for Middleton. He went for 24-2-9 in this matchup with Giannis playing. I would expect him to do a little bit better here tonight. Last night, he went for 39-2-4. So the guy is just a completely different player without Giannis. So I think both of those guys will be in a bunch of my lineups. And then Dante as well would be my next choice. He got 29 minutes last night, 16-7-4, under 5K. Uh, so I like that play as well. How about you? Yeah. I like those three guys. Those are the three top for me as well. I also have some interest in Brooke Lopez just because, yeah, with Giannis out, there's just so much more usage to go around, more shots, um, more rebounds, just more of everything. So uh, 5100 I think he's a fair price tag for the center position. Okay. All right, anything else there? Are you ready for game three? I'm ready for game three. Okay. <laughs> we'll see what we can come up with out of this one. Yep. Because talking beforehand, um, this is the game that we weren't planning to get as much exposure to. Even though it is a same sort of setup with the home team here, Utah, being favored by four over Toronto. Uh, over under opened at 225. Toronto coming in on a back-to-back. So they're traveling from Sacramento to Utah coming into town with their second-ranked defense. And both teams playing well right now. Toronto's won three in a row. Utah has won five in a row. When these two teams played, it was December 1st, and Toronto won that one easily at home, 130-110. to Yep. Kyle Lowry did not play in that one. He should play tonight, but it will be a back-to-back. The other injury news is that Van Vliet is questionable with the left shoulder injury. So he may finally get back in the mix, which would be very important. Been, uh, I think he's been questionable the last two games before this as well. Yep. Yeah, so I don't, we, I don't know. The, the Raptors are weird with their, with their injuries reports this year. It's just like they, they, get, they go out and then they just give zero updates. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, they're ready to play again. Right. So we did get Gasol back in the mix last night. I believe he got 16 minutes. So that's going to shake up the front court a little bit. I don't see any injury news over on Utah. So with the stage set here for the other 9 o'clock tip-off, Miles, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I was looking at you know the both front courts here, and it's I really do not like targeting um, like people going against the Raptors front court, especially when... Gasol and Ibaka are both playing, and now that they're both back, I'm I'm really I'm I'm afraid to play Gobert in this matchup just because those two are back. Um, and then I mean I'm also don't really like targeting people going against Gobert. 
But the one guy I do have a bit of interest in here is Pascal Siakam at 8,700. Uh, last game out against these guys, he went for five rebounds, five assists, and 35 points. So, I mean, if he can replicate that kind of, you know, production again, that'll be getting you near that 6x mark. So I do like him. And then the other guy on this side of the ball I'm looking at is Norman Powell at 6,800. If Fred Van Fleet is out, that is. Uh, if Fred Van Fleet is out, I definitely have interest in Norman Powell. If Fred Van Fleet is playing, uh, I, I'd dial that back a bit. Um, just because, you know, with Fred coming back in, he gets a lot more usage. But, yeah, with him out, when Norman Powell's just been getting all the run he can handle, and he's been performing great with that. He's just been, you know, going out there and just doing what he wants because the last four games, he's got 34, 40, 50, and 49 fantasy points. So he's just been, yeah, just phenomenal. Um, then the other guy I had some interest in here is Serge Ibaka. Um, since coming back from his injury, he's had 37 and 40 fantasy points, and he's had 30 minutes and 36 minutes. So, you know, they don't seem to be really easing him back into it. They kind of just threw him back into the fire, and he's been doing good. And the thing is, too, I don't think that Gasol, like they said, they're going to ease him back in. Uh, I believe this is the third time that that hamstring injury has flared up for him. So I don't imagine them playing him much more than that 16 to 18-minute range tonight. Um what do you think about that? Do you think they're going to ramp up Gasol's minutes more here? Nope. I think since it is a back-to-back, I, I would guess they would stick in that 16 to 20-minute range. Um, and I'm, I'm with you on the breakdown of the rest of Toronto. Siakam would be my favorite target. And with those guards, I agree. It all hinges on whether Fred Van Vliet comes back. If he's back, I don't think I'm going to play any of them. Powell is, is priced too high if he's going to come off the bench. Uh, Lowry is 8.4. He hasn't been doing very well on back-to-backs. So I would probably fade the entire backcourt. I have made a note now on Ibaka. I've added him to my player pool because of your keen insight and analysis. I do like that he's under 6K. Um, but I'd say most likely... At the most, I'm going to have one Raptor in my lineups, but probably not more than that. Over on the Utah side, I agree with you. I I don't plan to play Gobert. Um, In this matchup earlier, I think he went for 12 and 11, just sort of, you know, an average game, maybe even slightly below average. Mitchell didn't do very well. Conley did all right. And he's 5.3. So certainly would lean there because of the price savings. I think Bogdanovich is an okay guy to look at. He's good. He has good recent form. He scored 32 against Detroit and actually added five rebounds and two assists. Things he doesn't often do. Sometimes he just ignores those parts of the game and focuses on scoring. So that would be a nice benefit. But, um, you know, Toronto is really strong defensively. So... Uh, I may not go with any of these Jazz guys. Clarkson's the other guy I've got an, a note on here. At, he's only 4.2. Um, and, you know, I think there's a good chance that he's the only guy I put in as a one-off just to just to fit in the roster, fit in the salary and, and, and round out the roster. But what are your thoughts on Utah? Yes. Oh, the, I, yeah, I faded all the big guys pretty much. Um, I did look at Boyan Bogdanovich a bit. Uh I think he is 
I, he's to me, he's one of those guys I play more in a tournament style, um, just because he is somewhat volatile. Um, I don't know if I trust him in the cash or not. I mean, he does sometimes have a good steady production there, but lately it's just been kind of up and down. And then besides that, though, yeah, going down to Mike Conley, he was one of my uh, favorite guys on that side of the ball. Uh, he finally seems like he's healthy now. Uh, he just played in a back-to-back set, so that's pretty big for him. And in both those games, he had three steals. So it which leads me to believe that, you know, he is actually feeling better because he's out there going after the ball. Um, you know, he's not really holding back. He doesn't seem like he's worried about, you know, getting re-injured. So I like that. And at 5300 I think that's a fair price tag for him. I did have Jordan Clarkson also ran down um, as a tournament play just because his minutes have really been getting dialed back with Conley coming back in and getting minutes and being out there more. Um, but, I mean, he is one of those guys even in limited minutes can pop off for, you know, 30-plus vantage points. And, I mean, if it somehow does turn into, like, a lopsided game like it did last time, uh, he'll get more run. And then I do have Royce O'Neill written down at 4,000 just because, I mean, he's out there. He gets a full dose of minutes. Um, not a ton of upside, but uh, at 4,000, I kind of might just be a guy who rounds out my lineup if he fits in. Yeah, and he's a small forward, which sometimes is harder to fill, um, especially over on FanDuel. Okay, so um, I don't blame you for that. You sort of have an affinity for Royce O'Neal, sort of like Micah, <laughs> Micah Patria and Mike Conley. So I'm sure uh, Mike would have the give you the stamp of approval on your Conley call as your favorite member of the Jazz, which I think is a strong play. I say I feel like the affinity for Royce O'Neal, the for production wise, I feel like Kent Bazemore would probably be closer for what they've been doing this year because he he really loves Kent Bazemore. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was watching Bazemore last night, stroking a three and thinking about Patria. Yeah. As he's, you know, I do I do like how Bazemore's looked recently, and he's getting minutes late in the game um, because of that defensive prowess. Buddy Heald is watching a lot down the stretch with with Bazemore out there. So, yeah, he's been um, doing a lot better in the new club there. Yes, yes, he has. Well, uh, what we have next are the player props, and tough one here on Monday because we only have three games. And where I'm looking for player props, I'm only seeing props on the first game, Charlotte and Atlanta, and only for Charlotte. So, my my uh, my opportunities here are limited to evaluate these player props for this slate. I'm sure we'll have a lot more opportunity on Wednesday on, on a bigger slate. But uh, I picked out th- my top three, and I know you have a couple as well. So let's get into that. My first prayer, player prop that I'm looking at is P.J. Washington's point total. The line is 13.5. If you play the over, it's it's priced at minus 115 right now. I'm going to play the over. His last three games, he's had 19, 20, and 22. And he's been really shooting well, shooting and hitting a lot of threes. So certainly is a little bit volatile there. Uh, we could be um, a little bit at risk here if he's, if he's cold from the outside. But... You know, Atlanta is 28th in defense, so uh, he's been really consistent with his field goal attempts lately with 13, 15, and 11. He scored 20 in the first matchup against Atlanta, so I'm looking at that over. Yeah, I like it. Um, I am also going with P.J. Washington as a uh, prior prop, but I'm going with rebounds. 
And I guess people liked it because before when I looked at it, it was over five and a half and it was plus uh, 100. Now I'm looking at it and it's uh, minus 110. Wow. Yeah. So people were liking that player prop. So it's uh, adjusted. But that was the one I was going with. Um, As uh, I guess some of you guys may have heard now, I, I like to go for a little bit more risky of play. Uh, definitely not a uh, bet your house kind of uh, thing. Uh, more of a, as Ira would say, is a pizza parlay. <laughs> Just not not betting the betting the house, but betting like the the entryway, like the mudroom. Just a uh, little sliver. I, I would say uh, betting the spare change that's fallen in between the couch cushions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take some of that change and play the over prop on PJ Washington's rebounds. Yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, my next prop does not involve PJ Washington. It involves Miles Bridges. His re- his rebound prop is six point five, and I like the under there. You do have to pay for it. It's minus one thirty nine. So people have been all over that one. In his last eight games, he's only gone over that number twice, and he had six rebounds against Atlanta before. Um. You know, the thing with Atlanta shooting all those threes, you get some longer rebounds. So um, I don't you know, I don't think it's one of those situations where he's only going to get a couple rebounds. But um, I'm going to play the under and hope that he stays under six and a half. I like that call. I think he will because uh, the over-under I have is five and a half, which, you know, isn't as good. And, yeah, that one makes it a little more tough to call. Okay. Did you uh, – did you find any other player props you liked? I did. Uh, it's in the Milwaukee-Denver game. Uh, it's Will Barton. Uh, I've bet this one a few times, actually, and it's it worked out, uh, I think it's two of the three times this worked for me. Uh, they don't seem to change it. It's uh, over three and a half assists, and it's at plus 125. Wow. I do like that plus money. And he had eight assists when they played before. Mm-hmm. And I believe, let's see here, in the last 15 games, he has been over that amount one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. So about okay. 50%. Nice. Well, hopefully he'll make it nine out of 16 and you'll exactly. cash. <laughs> All right. I have one last player prop out of this limited pool of options, and it's Terry Rozier's assist total over three and a half. You got to pay for that one too. It's minus 159. And I do know that Graham is back in the lineup here. He's been in and out. But in the last five games where both of these guys have played together, Rozier has gone over three and a half assists four out of those five times. And he had four assists against Atlanta before. So a lot of things uh, pushing towards the over for me. So. That's my final prop there. Do you support me on that one, Miles? Yeah, over three and a half. Yes. Yeah, I can, I can, I can endorse that one. Okay, <laughs> excellent. I'm going to give it the check mark with the endorsement from Miles. So, Miles, that wraps it up here. That we've gone through our three games, our short list of player props. Any final thoughts here as we get ready for this Monday night action? Uh, I would say make sure you watch the news on that uh, Atlanta-Charlotte game there just because there's so many guys uh, on the Atlanta side there that we need to monitor. And then uh, keep an eye on Fred Van Fleet on uh, Toronto. Yes, indeed. Very big pieces of news there. So 
Check out at Hoopball Fantasy for that. Again, follow Miles at M-Y-L-E-S 6565. You can give me a follow at Language Olympic. And then the rest of the crew here certainly track down Micah Patria on Twitter. He's at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And our new man, David Menkov, is at D-M-E-N-K-3-3. And that's the crew. We also want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y when you go over there and make your first deposit. Get a 50% match up to $1,000. And thank you to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. They are tremendous. So that's it. Thank you so much for joining us here. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow. We'll be back on Hoopball DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.